What's good, good people, and welcome, welcome to the Silly, Nerdy, Sometimes Wordy Podcast. And I'm your host, BK, and this is episode 12, Elements of the Theater and Upcoming Shows I'll See This Season. Okay, in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about what it takes to bring a play slash musical to the stage at a high level and the upcoming shows that I'll be seeing this season. And lastly, some fun facts about the Lion King show, the production. All right. How's everybody doing out there today, this week? Hope y'all are doing well. Hope you enjoy the 4th of July holiday. And we are going to get right into this. There's going to be no nerdy notes this week. We're just going to get right into our main topic. And we're talking about theater. One of the things that I mentioned in episode zero was talking about the theater, plays, musicals, because I'm interested in that stuff too. So I wanted to talk about it, and I'm really excited about this week's episode. So I'm going to talk about what it takes to bring the show to the stage. And there are some elements of elements slash uh, similarities of the filmmaking process with the theater stage bringing the show to the stage process. There are some similarities. The difference is the end result is everything is live in person and everyone sees it and hears it in real time. So, so there's a lot of things that go into it. Like I said, I'm just going to mention a bunch of things in no particular order. Um, let's start off with the first thing I would say is the story of the show. Cause that's what you're going to see slash the music story and music. You have to have your story in place. What story are you telling? Are you retelling something? Or possibly you will also need the rights to that if you're trying to get someone's life story, whether it's an athlete or something from years ago or kind of rehashing or bringing something uh, from a film or movie, animated, live action, whatever it is you'll be. So you'll have to have rights to it if, if needed or just having that story and script ready to go eventually for your actors and dancers and crew. So that's important as well as the music coming up with the music, composing the music, writing the music, getting the people to perform the music in terms of the, the multiple musicians and all of the instruments that you will need and who's going to be playing those every night slash in the afternoon for those matinee performances. So that's important as well as casting the actors that will be performing in the shows, actors slash dancers slash singers, whether they're all individual or if you get really lucky, you'll get some of those um, triple threat performers. And when I say triple threat, most of you guys know out there that means that he or she can act and they can sing and they can dance. So 
You're really lucky if you can get a couple of those or at least one of those. So that's important. The auditioning process, uh, getting the right chemistry with those actors and as well as the singers, making sure that they can sing and sound well and hit the notes that you want them to hit, as well as the musician, musicians playing every night, uh, playing the notes and whatnot. And of course, practicing um, with those instruments and the song and the and the and the acting and everything. Producers are very important as well. Executive producers in terms of making the show go the venue where where is the play going to take place rehearsals. You got to practice before you get to, you know, opening night and then. Of course, there are lots of other things, uh, blocking, getting your, your backstage crew in terms of your stagehands, the lighting, the props, the sound, your engineers, um, dancers. And one thing I wanted to mention, I forgot to mention in terms of casting with the actors, your understudies. So when you're casting for plays and musicals, Yes, you're casting your lead, your leads and supporting roles, but you're going to have to have something that's very important. And that's the understudy. The understudy is someone that is able to do multiple roles. They're going to have their main role, but they're also going to be a backup for someone because you never know, you know, the lead or someone in a particular important role or a supporting role may get sick or may get hurt, injured, family emergency gone missing, gone, whatever it is, and they're not there. And the backup person has to say, okay, you're not doing your role. You're going to be stepping into the role that you're an understudy for. And they have to be ready to go. Sometimes that can happen five minutes before the show, 10 minutes before the show, an hour, 30 seconds, who knows? They have to be ready to go. And so That's the reason you have an understudy so that someone that's just someone in the background and the lead person that says the first line or sings the first note, you have to go up and say, hey, you're you're going to be the lead tonight and they have to be ready to go. So that's very important, along with uh, costumes and um, the transitions um, designing the stage and of course funding got to have money to, um, to put these shows on. And of course I mentioned rehearsals. So the dress rehearsal in particular, like it's one thing to rehearse, but then you got to do the dress rehearsal on the stage that you'll be performing every night or every day during, during the tour. And then also within the dress rehearsals, you're going to have to, um, practice, your transitions, practice the changes, the wardrobe changes, the costume changes, because you're going from song to song, from scene to scene. And some scene, most scenes will require you to be in different outfit, depending on what the story is. And some shows have many changes in between. And so you're going to have to practice that in real time so you can get that down while you're doing it live in front of a state in front of uh, people as well as a sound check, making sure the sound sounds good in the venue that you're going to be in. So those are 
all of the things that need to happen. There's some, there's, I'm sure there's a couple of things that I missed, but those are generally the same things. And like I said, once you got everything and you've gone through all your practices and rehearsals and, and I guess also one thing about practice and rehearsals I didn't mention is previews. Previews is like, uh, having the show going through the show is doing it for test audiences before it goes live to uh, your tour. So you, you go through the show a couple of times and you have review reviewers and critics and possibly other, you know, random people that probably have to sign NDAs to see the show before, before it becomes available to the public. Um, so you have those things as well before we as the public get to purchase our ticket to go see the Lion King, to go see Frozen or to see um, Wicked or whatever show it may be, School of Rock. So um, so all of that takes place and some other things as well. So that's kind of what happens before you see the show, all the different rehearsals with the music, with the changes, the costume changes, the transitions into stages with the lighting, changing the stage up on stage while people are looking. Uh, how long is it going to be? You know, are you going to add shows on? So that's, um, yeah, that's kind of like a high level of all the different elements it takes to bring the stage. I'm like I said, I'm not going to whole deep dive into it. Like, I did with the filmmaking. Of course, that was, I guess you could say that was, that was like a little mini deep dive. Now I'm going to segue into the plays themselves, the musical themselves. So I'm going to talk about some upcoming shows that I'll be seeing. Me and my wife will be seeing uh, this year into next year. And so I am in the United States and I am in North Carolina and we have this place in Durham. It's called DPAC. The, and it stands for the Durham Performing Arts Center, which is located downtown Durham. And that is where I go see the majority of the shows that I go see. There's also a theater in Raleigh, the, the Carolina, um, theater as well um but mainly Deepak and a little bit of the, the the theater in Raleigh so I'm just gonna list all the shows that we'll be seeing this coming year and uh then we'll go from there so starting uh starting in July later this month we'll be seeing Mary Poppins and then in the fall we'll be seeing MJ the Musical that's in October 2023 at DPAC. And then November, Girl from the North. We'll be seeing that November of 2023. Then we move into 2024 next year, January, Peter Pan. And then, I'm sorry, Girl from the North is January 2024. Peter Pan is going to be March 2024. And then the big one. The one I'm most excited for is The Lion King. That's coming back. That's going to be here in May 2024. Super, super, super excited about that. We'll get into that a little later. And then Mamma Mia is going to be in August of 2024. 
And then we finish up with Wicked in, I'm sorry, we, we go back. Wicked is going to be September of this year, excuse me, 2023. So that'll be this year. And then, of course, there's a chance that we could still add on some more shows and go see some other things that are not on this list. So those are some of the, those are the shows that uh, we'll be seeing this later this year and into next year. And if you were to see my basket of playbills, there's a lot of shows in there that I've seen in the past. Some of them multiple times over two to three times. But I want to get into one of my most favorite shows and I've been waiting so it feels like so long um, for Lion King to come back to this area. I'm super excited when they announced it, but it is coming back and it's going to be here for like a month and change from May to June of next year. And we are going to see one viewing and we are definitely trying to go and see it. A second time as well because it's just so so good and of course the lion king i'm sure most people listening to this podcast have seen the original animated late 1990 film the lion king and so the production the, the stage the play the musical has been made into a play and this play has been going on for this production has been going on for 25 years, 25 years. I have seen it two to three times and it never gets old. I would just say this. If I had one play, if I only saw the, if I, if I only saw one play for the rest of my life and it was the Lion King once a year, every year, I would not be disappointed. Let's just say that. But I really, really love this show, the story, of course. And it's just um, great. And the way this show opens, like the, the very opening number, if you, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it and you've heard about it or you've seen videos on it, but the way it opens, with the song it starts with, and then everyone comes down the aisles and everything onto the stage. The rest of the show is great too, but just the opening is so unique. It is so iconic and it takes a lot of talent and a lot of focus and a lot of rehearsals to get that right. Cause if you don't get that opening right of this show, then it's kind of, it's not good. It sets the tone for the whole um, show. It's really great. I would advise you, please go look up the Lion King play, the opening number, and you will understand what I'm talking about. You will understand uh, my excitement for it. So obviously it tells the story of the film, bringing all of those elements of the story the animals, the puppets, all of those things, the music. Oh my gosh, the music. It's so great. So let's talk about um, some fun facts that I recently kind of looked up 
about this production. So I'm just going to read off some stuff. And the costumes, there are over a lot of, there were a lot of costume changes. I mentioned, you know, wardrobe changes, costume changes in between songs, in between scenes earlier. So for the Lion King, which is one of the biggest productions, they have over 350 costume changes on that show. That means people are changing clothes, changing into different characters and everything over the course of that show. 350 costume changes, 50 cast members, plus an additional 100 people backstage to help make this show go. There are more than 232 puppets, the hyenas, the giraffes, Zazu, the lions, the rhinos, all of that, the puppeteering. So over 232 puppets. And there are more than 40 musical instruments. And you hear them all when you see the show. And I can't express how excited I am to see this show. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. It's just going to give me such a good feeling inside after I leave that show. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. But yeah. So the theater is one of my passions, one of the things I like. And I did do a little bit of acting in middle school. I did one Shakespeare play and um I did do I was in the play Greece, which is one of my favorite movies I've seen many, many times. But I was in the play Greece. Uh, I played the role of Kaniki, and it was fun. I think that was eighth grade. Um, so that's kind of where my love for theater started from. In addition to that, I was in a drama club, kind of doing like and learning behind the scenes stuff, which now has kind of manifested into this uh, love for theater and arts. Um, so yeah, I'll be seeing that. Um, I have to wait till next year, but that's fine. So this year is, is moving along. We're already in July anyway. So, um, yeah, please go see a show. Um, and there's shows happening all over. It's not just New York. I mean, there's different places, um, playing a show, whether it be at the high school level or other places. Um, yeah, let's, um, let's kind of get to wrapping this up. Um, takeaways. My takeaway is you should go to the theater at least once in your lifetime. If you only go once, make sure you go once and make sure you take your kids when they're old enough, take your kids to see at least one show and they may, they may love it. Who knows? They may see, Oh, I want to do that. And it could do be anything, whether they're on the stage or behind the stage or writing the show, producing the show. Um, take your kids to see a show at least once. So many Disney shows. I just saw, um, we just saw, um, frozen last year. That was great. So yeah, take your kids to see a show, go see a show, a play musical at least once. And if you only see one show, 
I have some suggestions. You should see The Lion King, or you should see Wicked, or Hamilton. If you're only going to see one show, I would suggest one of those three. There are many, many, many other shows to see, and so many new ones that are uh, coming uh, up all the time, or kind of being brought back or revived. Um, so yeah, go see a show. Shows are awesome. It's great. It's live it's in person. You hear the music and everything as it happens. And they have to be on top of their game because if if somebody messes up, there's no oh we'll go edit it in post. We'll we'll edit that out. No. Once if if someone messes up on the piano or the drums or the their lines, their singing, everybody sees it, everybody hears it, it happens in real time, and they have to accept it and move on and keep the show going. There is no editing. It happens live and in person, so we all will hear it and we all will see it. So, yeah. Shows are great, and I could go on and on. Like I said, I've seen many shows. Beauty and the Beast, School of Rock, Matilda, Annie. Um, yeah. I'm going to stop right here. So, the theater is great, and hopefully you guys go see a show once in your lifetime, whether it's later this year, next year, next week. Go see a show. Okay. Well, we are coming to the end. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I really enjoyed talking about it and doing a little bit of research on it. So please uh, give us a listen, uh, like, and review, leave a review. And we are pretty much everywhere except for satellite radio but all the different apps google and i and apple spotify so check us out tell your friends co-workers colleagues associates friends family but um yeah that's all for today so until next time We will talk soon.